Welcome to At The Buzzer Football Game Week Edition. I think it's our first. No, that's not our first. We've been doing this way longer than that. It's our first 2020 Game Week podcast. I'm Jack, one of the co-hosts. Sam, Tony Baloney, one of the other co-hosts. <laughs> and for the second week running, we have a, a third co-host, a member of the esteemed Ralphie Report um, writing staff, Pulitzer Prize watching staff, I would say. We have Andrew Dill. Andrew, how are you? Glad to be back. Where well, are you calling from, Andrew? Bismarck, North Dakota. Nice. How's that, how's, how are things there? It's like 80 in Boulder today. Oh, my God. It was actually 70 degrees today. It was nice. Hell Very yeah, nice. dude. Yeah. Nice. I, Crazy. I, this will be an apolitical podcast, but I do know that North Dakota just elected a dead guy, so I know that's <laughs> Might be right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is right. That did happen. That did actually happen. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of electing I'm... dead guys, let's talk about the Colorado Buffalo football program for a second. <laughs> um, oh, right. I, you can sense the excitement in the air from us over here about the I'm first as UCLA. We are ready. Um, let's see. UCLA comes into Folsom Field, a packed house, obviously, with zero fans in attendance. I think family might be there. Uh, I, I'll be there. I said fans, not press. Well, I'm a fan. Uh, okay. Well, there we go. There, there goes our chance of the Pulitzer Prize. Um, the line is about six and a half, I believe, and it, it jumped up after some some terrible news. Alex Fontenot is going to be out for at least this week, which is bad. Um, but some advanced stats have a little bit lower than that. What do you guys? Just really quick initial thoughts. You excited to see see you football? Um, personally, I'm just glad that I have disappointment. I'm used to when I watch CU football. Sam? Yeah, I mean... Sorry, I was just... I, 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 I turned <laughs> off my headphones to reset because it was all staticky. Okay. Well, what, what are your initial thoughts? How do you feel? Are you excited? It's, what, four days? Three days? How are we feeling? Oh, man. I, I Ask Andrew first. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I am honestly glad they're back. Yeah. But like you said, it's something that we're used to. I'm ready to be disappointed, but I'm just glad to be able to watch them again. Yeah, I, have, I have no expectations. God. See, and I, that's a really nice thing to do. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah, no, it's, it's a free season. That No one's losing eligibility. It's a first-year head coach. Everyone's just here to just play football, stay healthy, and not get hurt or you know, and to grow as the grow as players because it's going to be a young team, and if we have a bunch of freshmen and sophomores starting, not losing eligibility, that sounds great. I'm fine with that. If Dimitri Stanley has some nasty catches, I'm so happy with that, even if we lose. That's my thought. Yeah, I you know I know um, these people call the first year for a lot of new coaches year zero, especially if it's a rebuild, right? You call it year zero. Uh, 
is this even a year zero? Like, I feel like this is such, like you said, it's really going to be, we've all watched the Big Ten restart. And unless you're Ohio State, everyone just looks bad, you know? No one mm-hmm. looks good. I don't think, I think it's going to hold true in the Pac-12, even, even more so maybe. Yeah, I mean, what I don't know what to think about how we – like, we don't have much on offensive continuity. Our defense should be solid insofar as the defensive backs are okay. Mm-hmm. But this is not, like – if we had an experienced quarterback, if we were one of the four Pac-12 schools to return their starting quarterback, it, you, you could have expectations. But this is really – you're just seeing what you have right now. Uh, this is interesting. I want to explore this. You act, I don't know if this is true or not. Do you believe that CU would have a better chance to win t- on Saturday if Steven Montez was returning for a fourth year? Oh, man. <laughs> That's tough. I absolutely do not think so. Oh, man. You just – I mean, we all had high hopes. It was his fifth year, and you had no clue what you're going to get. I, uh, I was looking yeah. at some of the quarterback rating stats from last year just to see what C was going to try to replace. I did not realize that um, Montez ended up last in the conference last year in, in quarterback rating. And you can't oh, really well, – Go you ahead. could say that he, he usually plays his best game of the season early on, and then he gets worse as the season goes on. So, week one, I'd be okay with him. <laughs> Is that even true? I don't know if that's true. Air Force, he was real. That was probably his worst performance of the year. His best was a- ASU early in the season. Yeah, Do not bring a- up that Air Force game. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> I remember that game vividly because I was at work. I had to work that day, and mm-hmm. I just remember seeing – I watched it on my phone during my lunch break, and I just remember watching the end. I was like, this cannot be happening. Yeah, fifth-year senior, service academy, Third, secondary. What was that, week three? Week, week three, best, yep. one of the best receivers in the country. And you, can, you complete God, about 40% of your ball. passes. Can't even get the ball to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remind me what the Jags are doing with him right now, too, but that's for another day. <laughs> so yeah any, anyways i i think all of us are are waiting and seeing and i'm frankly i'm just excited to see and this is going to be dumb i'm just excited to see a gold helmet um that i'm used to on the field and i'm excited yeah. to be emotionally invested in something i know will let me down that's not myself um <laughs> <laughs> the i don't i'm not expecting anything um i don't know i guess let's walk into this game a little bit we know a little bit about UCLA. We know DTR is coming back. We know Dimitri Felton's at running back. We know they have some experience on the defensive line, and the secondary is probably the strongest unit on the team. We also know that they're not super um, set in stone anywhere else. They have a lot of opt-outs. They've had some injuries, and they also don't – they didn't produce that well uh, last year with the people that are coming back. So um, – as far as first week one opponents goes, I think this is the best case scenario for CU when you're walking into the Pac-12 South. I think it's a really beatable team. And frankly, I also think it's a really beatable team that you can beat with your defense. So I guess going through the game, what I'm thinking is, is CU's defense going to be good enough to, to, to deal with a brand new offense and also UCLA's offense coming at them? I think they can be, potentially. I mean, I don't know how good UCLA is going to be. I don't know how good CU is going to be. I don't know anything until I see some games. That's my thought. Mm, there's that hard-hitting analysis of who fucking knows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty knows? spot on. Uh, yeah, spot I, on. I agree. I think you have some hints. I think 
for most of the game, Nate Lamb is going to be the best player on the field. I think that uh, when you have that, that's a good starting point. Um, you know, it's not going to be cold. It's not going to be warm uh, on Saturday, and it should be pretty free of inclement weather. There's, a, there's some chance of snow. Um, I don't know. I, gu- I guess as, if we walk into this game, I think that CU has the best singular player, Nate Lamont. I think has the best singular group of players in the defensive line. And I, I, we just don't know what I really can Sam Norrie move the ball. Like, do we, how, how confident are we in Sam Norrie? And let's start with Andrew, I guess. Oh, um, <laughs> that's going to be the question. That's the one thing I always keep thinking about when I'm thinking about this offense is can they move the ball enough to where we can get in position to score? Cause I mean, we have obviously fought and I was going to be out. We got a good running back group, I think. So it'll be, mm-hmm. Kind of interesting to see how Broussard plays. He got Mangum there too. So it's just all about can he move the ball? Because I always have flashbacks of that Washington State game that he came into, and that was just bad news bears. Bad news Cougars, man. That was tough. Yeah. Um, my, mm-hmm. my main question is how is Neuer going to look as the go-to starter preparing with the ones? Right all week because we saw with Steven Montez when he was a freshman, when he would come in as a starter, he was fantastic. But then we, when he'd come in as an injury relief, he always looked scattered. And I think that's just Montez. He was just kind of hit or miss. But I also think that someone who only comes in in relief as opposed to starting is it's a, t- it's a tough spot. Yeah. It's a tough spot. So, so I guess, yeah, two, two things I'm worried about, right? Number one, we do not know what the offense is going to look like. We know we have some hints based off Jim Randy's last stint as a play caller. I don't know if anyone here believes, I don't believe certainly, that it's going to be as fast-paced as it was in 2018. I don't know if you guys are on the same page as me or not. I think that it was too fast-paced in 2018. Um, I think the fact that he's an offensive head coach over him really helps ease my worry with Shiverini play calling um, because it might help mitigate a lot of those pattern to you again too the other the thing i'm worried about there is if it ends up being similar and sam Neuer can't complete the easy passes needed to move the ball in this in this offense um they're gonna fail fast right and if you fail fast as an offense um your defense is gonna be put into a lot of really really tough spots can UCLA number one take advantage of that? We know that DTR is turnover prone, and we know that Chip Kelly is in, is in the same boat. Frankly, right? They they also fail fast if they're not synced. And uh, number two is is Shiverini going to basically just say, "Let's make the game really easy for Sam, and let's just run the ball every single time we can, even with Fontenot out." Yeah, I mean Neuer is also he's he's really athletic, so he's not Tyler Lytle. Absolutely. He's a dual threat option. So I, I like that. I think he's a little quicker than Montez ever was. I don't know if he has this long speed that Montez had, but I think he definitely can has a little more shimmy, which definitely well, I mean, helps. He definitely, he's athletic enough to have played safety last year. <laughs> uh, in fact, he's athletic enough to play literal minutes on safety when the entire secondary decided <laughs> to uh, take a tumble in the Arizona game. Which was absolutely wild. Depressing. Absolutely wild to just go over Neuer's history again. God, that's the thing. But, how crazy is this going to be if he's actually good? That's what I keep thinking about. Like, how wild is this story? 
going to be if he's actually presentable. Like if he is Montez level replacement as a backup safety last year, grad transfer to get points. Carl Durrell brings him back, wins a starting job. He did. He was not given the starting job. You know what does that say about Lytle's ability to take over versus Sam Neuer's ability to like beat out players he was expected to yeah. lose to? I don't know. I'm definitely in the pro Brendan Lewis camp, and I will be for the foreseeable future. Oh, but yeah. I'm more excited about Neuer than I am Lytle, but I don't know. I think that's just some biases I probably have because this is – like I, I tend to root for Sam athletes. Yeah, I guess, Andrew, I don't know if I know this about you. I know this about Sam. What's your quarter – do you want more of a dual threat role in CU's offense? Do you want a guy who has legs, or would you rather have a guy you know you can pass the ball on complete passes? Yeah, it just depends on how they actually run the offense, too, because, I mean, I am on the pro Brendan Lewis bandwagon, too. Nice. But I, it's just it's just tough to envision how this offense is going to work. Because, I mean, Neuer, Neuer's athletic enough to – I don't know if they're going to run any read options anytime. Who knows? But it's going to be a heavy run game with this team. So they're going to have to play a little play-action game, too. But I don't know. It's, it's just tough to say. Andrew, who is your dream quarterback, like, in terms of play style? Like, mine is probably, like, two th- like – Kansas City Chiefs, Alex Smith. What? Kansas City Chiefs, Alex <laughs> Smith. Wow. The, the game manager who, who's mobile, who rolls what a out. dumbass pick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would make sense for the college game. Sure. Yeah. Alex um, Smith in college, maybe. That would be a good pick. Yeah. He was yeah. way more than Not a NFL. game manager. <laughs> yeah, NFL is a different story, but. I'm talking Man, realistic. Like, obviously, I'd pick Patrick Mahomes. Okay, well, oh, yeah. Andrew, is that yours? Would you want a Patrick Mahomes prototype? I mean, I don't know who wouldn't right. want that kind of prototype. Well, that's not the, the point. I mean, I'll tell you, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, that, I'll tell you that. Who are, who are you thinking? My idea would be Jamie Newman from Navy. Navy. Ooh. Mm. I want okay. full option. Yeah, break the t- break the record for rushing touchdowns as a quarterback. Absolutely, I want. I literally want all wheels. I could not care less. Wait, Wait. you said Jamie Newman. What? It, that's, that's not, not his name, is it? Jamie Newman, no. is Georgia. Isn't You're it? thinking oh. of Keenan Reynolds. Keenan Reynolds. Keenan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Way off. Thank you. Big curveball there. Um, Jamie Newman's good too. Actually, that's a good pick. Um, but yeah, Keenan Reynolds. That was a Freudian yes. slip. You really like Jamie Newman. I love Jamie Newman. Um. <laughs> And I think Sam Norris is going to be more Alex Smith than Jamie Newman for sure. Or yeah. Keenan Reynolds. So um, I guess if Sam, Sam might get his wet dream there of just a guy who's there and doesn't lose you the game. <laughs> and I will say if Sam Norris is just a guy that doesn't lose you the game, that should be enough with this offense around him. Uh, we also will be fine with. Yeah, exactly. You, you'll take that. We all saw the depth chart come out. Like uh, Andrew said, Fontenot's out for this game, which blows because he's really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. And you hate to lose really good players. On the other hand, Jarek Broussard has come out of absolutely nowhere to run this team, I guess, into the first string. Um, you know, I said – I wrote about it. And I said I think he was honestly forgotten, and I expect him to half expect him to transfer after last year because it looked like – he had to rehab his knee all year, so he took a tumble to the bottom of the depth chart. And with Clayton coming in, I didn't think he could climb past Deion Smith and Clayton to potentially get third or fourth in the rotation. Well, they're both injured, so that helps things. 
Yes, and also Broussard climbed past them and also Josiah Davis and also Jaron Mangum to take first. Um, that, to me, says a lot about, number one, what they're looking for in, in a running back because Clayton is definitely bigger, as is uh, Mangum. And number two, I think it says that Broussard has legitimately kept his explosiveness out of that after those knee injuries, which is great news. Yeah, I missed the press conference where he was on there today, I or yesterday. I forget. I think I went out to lunch and just forgot to attend the press conference. Mm. But so I really missed that. More I'm excited. Yeah, just forgetting to go to things. <laughs> I used to go to the press conferences because they'd get free food. And even though it wasn't good, it was because I was starving and it was a free food on a Tuesday. You can always order something. Just Venmo Dave Flatty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Order, um, what's that called? Vendors? Venmo. But Vendors Bar and Grill. Uh, oh, I thought you were sorry, saying what did, the Sorry, called. Andrew, did you have thoughts on Jerry Because <laughs> I clearly don't. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been able to watch him, so that's kind of a tough thing. Um, yeah, no one's seen him. I think that's really exciting, no though. I have no idea what to expect. That's kind of like a wild card. So, like, if we get something good, I mean, we got two really good, maybe three really good tailbacks on this team, and I mean that tailback, the whole group is just kind of stacked. I think, but well, you, you think, playing? and Darian Hagen thinks, so that's a good guy to agree with because he coaches them every day. Mm-hmm. Well, Darian Hagen tends to be right on these things, too. Yeah, he's not a guy that's going to blow smoke. He definitely has said in previous years, like, we don't have a horse that I like, so we're going to have to just rotate through some guys. Um, also, when was, the last time, when was the last time there just wasn't, like, the backup running back was better than the starter? It depends on how you count starter, because Christian Powell spent three years as, like, is he the starter? Is Christian Paul the starter? I guess. I, okay, okay. Yeah, him versus Michael Atkins. Yeah, I loved oh, Michael ja- Atkins. I, I had, still love Michael Atkins. I, I had the highest hopes for him. I won multiple Heismans with him in NCAA 14. I miss him every day. Yeah, that was back when Tony Jones got a little bit of run, too. Oh, man. Ooh, yeah. You know, anyways, um, Throwback, all, of us to, yeah. all of us to say, I think – in UCLA, and a lot of the hints we've gotten from what the offense is going to look like is from little little drops that recruits have talked about um, where the offensive coaches are telling them how they're going to fit in the new offense, right? Um, some of that is a lot more tight ends, I think, are going to be used than the prior 2018 season where there was almost no tight ends used. To me, that's music to my ears. And I also think there's going to be a lot more running uh, out of the shotgun still, which I don't like running out of the shotgun. Sam knows this. But – I think there's going to be a lot more running the ball as opposed to using screens and swing passes as a running substitute. I don't know. What do you guys think? I want the pistol offense. Yeah. Jay Johnson was so close. He, oh, he almost had it to him. He almost gave it to us. A pistol would be nice. Um, a pistol, yeah. I'd be totally fine with that. I don't think we're going to see that this year. Yeah, well, that's no, what I want. Not. You asked me what I want. <laughs> You're right. I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's, let's look at what CU is going to be facing on offense. We know kind of what this is going to look, this is going to look like. Um, I think it's kind of strength versus strength on these two units. Um, I think the interior line in the running game for CU is going to be a pretty good strong point. I think the interior line defensively for UCLA is going to be a pretty good strong point. They have a lot of experience coming back right there. 
um, definitely aren't small. I think the secondary is also going to be pretty solid for UCLA. They have two former CU commits uh, that you guys oh. might remember the names of. I'll, I'll give yeah, I'll give five bucks to anyone who can name one of them. Hang on a second. Nope, nope, no yeah, cheating. No, I mean no cheating. <laughs> he says, hang I, on a second. <laughs> it was, I, I looked up UCLA. You. I looked up UCLA starting lineup, and it brought me the fucking basketball one. I don't want to see Johnny Tuesday. Uh, it's uh, Mo Osling oh, is one. Morris Osling. Who? Mo Osling. I don't, even, I don't even know who that is. And the other one is Carl Jones. I don't know who um, either of those are. And at the last death chart release, Mo Osling is starting, and Carl Jones, I think, has opted out. So, anyways, uh, they still have talent back there. I, let's switch gears, I think, and, and like I said, let's figure out what this drive chart might look like. Do we expect CU to come out firing? You know we're going to have the first few drives scripted. Do you think they're going to have any early success before you see, like clamps down? Or do you think it's a little bit more of maybe no success? Like, I, What do you guys think? Jack, we, we, have, we have no idea. I know, but play it out. <laughs> imagine it in your head. Just think in your head. Imagine it. The only thing I can Man. imagine right now is run, 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 run. That's that's all I'm seeing. Yeah. I mean, I hope they take a shot early, but I just it we just don't know what to expect. Okay, Jack, here. Three yard run. Okay. Thank you. Four yard run. Okay. I'm four in yard so far. run. Okay. Four yard run. Super in still. Five yard run. Yep. Play action bomb yep. incomplete. Yep. Slant incomplete punt. You How's know, that sound? Um, I think that's probably pretty close to accurate. I think they're going to try to draw the everyone up by running a bunch of times. I also think they might have success. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think that they're going to keep doing that until it doesn't work. And they're going to see if Neuer can get some rhythm throws in. I think they're going to try to do maybe a swing pass, some tight end hits, whatever. Um, Give me that Alex Smith roll to the right play action. There you go. Oh, God, you know you I might just get outs. that wish. You know I love rollouts. Move this the pocket. Is what, this is what I'm talking about with prime Alex Smith. It's just roll out play actions and, and uh, QB read options. Man. That's our best case scenario. I would love that. So, on the other side, do we think that UCLA can move the ball at all? Do we, do we believe in that? I don't, personally. Uh, I mean, I don't think so. I don't think Dorian Thompson Robinson is very good. At least not right now. Anybody else? Well, I was going to wait for Andrew because, you know, you're going to hear me a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, we have a veteran, pretty much a veteran defense, too. So, I mean, they got, what, three other guys that returned on the D-line? You got Lang, Johnson, mm-hmm. Sammy. Almost full staff. I'm just really – I'm really excited to see our secondary, though. Excited? Excited, nervous, or what? I, I think I'm kind of like a nervous. I'm <laughs> definitely nervous. Oh, I'm definitely nervous. Hey, David and Joe Miller coming back. Brother. Yeah? We got almost everyone coming back. Yeah, we have – Damian mm-hmm. Taylor's going to – that's going to hurt. And Delvick Abrams yep. was quietly pretty solid last year when he was on the field. KJ Trujillo moving to safety really surprised me. That I thought yeah, that he had, was, I thought he had a corner spot locked down. That was interesting. I honestly didn't know that until what two three weeks ago. But I was very surprised to see him as what he's the backup strong safety right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. weird. 
at like 160 pounds. Yep. So Interesting. I don't know what that's going to, you know, <sighs> really, I think D line is actually going to do a really good job on Saturday. I think mm-hmm. that team, that those guys know what the hell they're doing. Chris Wilson right. didn't change too much and he's really good. We know he's a good line coach. Um, and they know they have confidence in the guys behind them as well. Like almost no one has changed on the linebacker unit based off of what we saw nope. last year. So that front seven, I think, is really, really, really solid. And it helps that Tyson Summers is back again and coaching the linebackers. I think they're going to know what to do. They're going to play pretty fast. Secondary, I'm pretty worried about. I'm pretty yeah, worried I don't about secondary. Know. Yeah, we're going to have a true freshman starting cornerback in Christian Gonzalez, who is very good. But then we're going to have Mark Perry also at safety. That's already two players with, like, maybe three starts combined. Mm-hmm. Or not even mm-hmm. no starts combined. Not even. Very little depth behind them. Nigel Bethel is also going to be playing a lot in his debut. Yep. He'll be the slot corner. Yep. And then Makai Blackman's kind of an un- unknown as well, even though he was a starter last year. So, I mean, that's just, that's just a lot. And then Chris Miller as the star position, that was a complete surprise to me. I don't really – he doesn't seem like a star position type of player to me personally. You know, I wrote about that a little bit. I, I think that means is we're going to see a shift in what the star position means. I think so, too. I think but, it'll be less line of scrimmage oriented, more coverage based. Yeah. I, if you remember in 2016, Ryan Muller kind of started out as that, where he was basically a guy they could throw out, where they could keep the safeties on. Ryan Muller was big enough to do something against the runs or the tight ends, and they, he was just there to do that. Um, and he eventually started moving closer and closer to the line of scrimmage. I think we're going to see a little more of we need a guy who can cover tight ends and running backs while also holding up okay against the run. That's what the star is for. And Mark Perry might have to be playing closer to the line of scrimmage too in that scenario. You have to. I'm totally fine. Hey, that guy makes plays, dude. I'm totally fine yeah. if he gets He's closer. a good blitzer too. Yeah. Yep. I, you know, I'm going to modify my statement. I'm very nervous about the secondary. To Andrew's point, I'm really excited about Christian Gonzalez. Yep. I, I think he is one of the most talented players on the team already. Um, I think everything we've seen already says that. It sounds like it's a little bit kind of like Tedrick or Cheeto was in their freshman year, um, not to give them super lofty goals. Um, but oh, yeah, I'm down with it. It sounds like they just came in and he just, like, got the game. Like, he just came in and he's like, yeah, I know what I have to do. Boom. I, I know what my job is, which is super well, hard. Give me 11 Cheetos on the team and I'll be happy. <laughs> Well, yeah, give me 11 Cheetos right now, and I'll have dinner. Bada-bing! <laughs> Awful. Um, that's my segue. So, final predictions for this game. What are we thinking before we zoom out? Macro season level. Oof. Oh, it's a six-and-a-half-point spread towards yep. UCLA. Yep. Advanced stats are saying four-and-a-half. I think CU covers, and I think they lose, like, 20-17. to 17. But I hope they win. 20 to 17. Hmm. I don't know. I am. I'm going to go with a Buffs win. Nice. I just think. I just think that defense. I know we're going to be a little worried about the secondary, but that front seven. I don't know how UCLA is going to move it that much to get to where that goal is of 20, mm-hmm. 20 plus. But I don't know. I'll probably. I'll probably say about 24, 24, 20 Buffs. I could see that happening. I definitely think it's going to be lower than the line in this game. I think the line's around uh, like mid-50s. Let me double-check on that. 
Um, but I think it's definitely going to go under. And I think that it's going to be closer than I'd like. I'd like CU just to come out guns blazing. Absolutely not going to happen. So, uh, yeah. uh, I would, I'm going to go with a CU win. And I'm going to also say that um, the CU win is going to come because of some special teams play. I think Ooh, I was thinking. Go ahead. I was just going to mention Josh Watts earlier saying, we'll, we'll see how the punting battle goes in my 20 to 17 game. Yeah. yeah. So over under is 55. Um, I don't think it's going to get close to that. I think it, it might be like a 17, 14 win or something gross like that. I really don't know if either team's going to move the ball that well. Um, I also think the spread is underrating Colorado just because I get it. New coach with no timeline is going to mess your, your team up. Um, but the continuity on staff really helps, I think, mitigate some of that. And also, frankly, I don't know how bad Sam Noyer would have to be to be that much worse than Montez at the end of the year, you know? I don't yeah. know how bad he would have to be. I mean, Montez didn't really move the sticks in any consistent way. There was such little consistency with the whole offense, even with the receivers he had. Like pretty good receivers too. So, yeah, I don't. I think that it's. I, I'm going to go with 17-14, and I think uh, CU wins that in a coin flip. I, I, that to me just feels like maybe UCLA shanks a field goal. Maybe they just punt a little worse because there's going to be a lot of punting. I think. Oh, yeah, and that would ends love up to being the difference. Them. Would love to see that them lose on a shank field goal. Or uh, we'll maybe lose, it. maybe lose on a fake field goal where James Stefano or the the kicker, the holder, <laughs> does a backwards lateral to James Stefano at the end of the half. Uh-huh. I, uh huh. I wonder how that could happen. May I don't know how they could possibly learn that play. Maybe they should look at uh, some film from 2017 CU UCLA to find out. <laughs> or or maybe they should have the receiver drop two passes in the end zone. That would be cool. Do you guys do you guys want to move into the schedule breakdown? Yep. Okay, so UCLA, you guys have them both as wins. Yep, which means CU just needs I, another half win to cover the season win total. Yeah, <laughs> I think I still think the UCLA game, I'm preparing for a loss, but I'm mm -hmm. hoping for a win. Okay. Then there's at Stanford. Yep. It, and then there's at home versus Arizona State, at UC, USC, at Arizona on December 5th. And then December 11th is Utah at home. And then the last game is like a TBD, Pac-12 ambiguous game against the North team. Where do you guys see any wins in that schedule? Andrew, you can go ahead and go. You go first. So obviously UCLA is the first one that I have. I'd probably say the two that I'm kind of confident, I would say, would be UCLA, Arizona. USC, I mean, oof. We'll no, see how that that's game goes. That's a blowout. Yep. It's at USC, too. Yep, it is. That's right. Yeah, I mean, the only two that I can really kind of feel confident, like maybe we'll have two, is UCLA, Arizona. Stanford, I'm not really too sure about them right now. I have no clue. What Arizona about State. what about the possibility of playing fellow last place in the division, Washington State, at the end of the season? There we go. There might be the third one. 
We'll see. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll, hopefully that happens, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'd still probably allow 400 passing yards. Oh, 100%. <laughs> hey, man, true freshman quarterback. They're playing over there in Washington State. They are. Jaden yeah. Delora is his name. Wow, I wish that was us playing as a true freshman quarterback, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Um, How do you guys – Jack, what about you? Okay, I think you you have to win Arizona. I, I You have to win Arizona. Arizona's a wasteland. If you don't win Arizona, I'm very worried about Carl Duval moving forward, which is probably unfair, but, like, come <laughs> on. I mean, they don't have that much talent. I don't think Kevin Sumlin is, like, like a, co- a plus in the coaching department. I think they had a lot of transfers. They had some opt-outs. If you don't win Arizona, oof, that's rough. Um, I, I think St- at Stanford's a chance. I have no idea what that team's going to look like. They've definitely fallen from grace the past few years. Um, and whatever meager home field advantage they have is none now. Um, and well, they, they didn't have one to begin with. Right. Exactly. But they were affected pretty heavily by the um, – the like Santa Clara mandates um, saying you can't gather and all that stuff, keeping the players safe, but also means they couldn't practice the way they wanted to. Um, you know, past that, I'm not seeing much. I think USC and ASU clobber CU. I think that Utah clobbers CU. Um, and I, I guess if you play, I'm scared of Oregon state. I think Washington state might be a win. And I think that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think anyone else in the North is really that great. So, yeah. Yeah, I I, th- I see it the same. The same three games: UCLA, Arizona, and then if there's a road game where we catch a team by surprise, it could be Stanford. Could be an ugly ten to five game like last time we won there. Yeah. Was that the last time we didn't win in 2018? No, in 2018. I don't remember that game well, at all. I mean, that, that game was in Boulder anyway. But the last time we went to Stanford was 2016 when Tedrick Thompson 16. had like two interceptions. Yes, yep. that's right. And Isaiah Oliver had one. I remember that. Yeah, a diving backwards one. Oh, Jordan Carroll really recovered cool. a fumble. Yeah. God, it's nice to have good players. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. really was nice. Wish that were me. God, that was man. <laughs> 2016. Yeah, and Jack, I get all my information from you, so I have the same thoughts on why Arizona and Stanford could be gettable. I, I just – I'm not a believe in Arizona at all this year. Although I will say that I have a gut feeling that ASU will be a little closer than you think. Mm. I, think I think we're going to get really? some weird weather, weird weather on November 21st. I requested off work so that I could make sure to go to the game whatever time it is. Mm-hmm. So I'll be in the stands. I'll be in the press box cheering and getting kicked out. So there's a home field advantage there. And I just feel like there could be something weird happening in that game. Maybe Mustafa Johnson uh, cut blocks somebody on their team and injures someone intentionally. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I just hate having to rely on weird stuff. <laughs> That's what sucks. Weird stuff happens. Let us be the pit football of the Pac-12. That would be, hey, if that ends up being CU's fate, that's a fun fate. What are we of the Pac-12? Kansas State? Maybe no, no, we're not like either. 80s Kansas State. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
pre-Bill Snyder. Um, okay, let's let's get let's micro focus. I want to be the Minnesota of the Pac-12. Minnesota, Wisconsin yeah. is a good call. Okay, okay. What else do we have on the podcast? Um, let's let's get down to it, and I, I I think we need to break down who we watch. Like, who do we want to watch the most, and who do we think is going to be the most? Uh, I guess new star in this team. Like, who's gonna? I guess break out. Andrew, do you have any thoughts first? So, I mean, I could probably go a couple ways. If we're talking offense, I feel like Brady Russell will get used a lot. <laughs> I'm excited. To, <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens with that. Um, I just feel like Neuer is going to be a tight end guy. I just feel like he's going to hit Brady Russell a lot. Um, the wide receiver core. I'm excited to see Arias out there and Stanley. Hopefully, like you mentioned earlier, I hope he makes some sick catches. We'll see what happens. But yeah, see, you I'm, I'm thinking – sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm thinking Neuer is going to be more of a slot receiver than a tight end guy. So I see a lot of catches for Dimitri Stanley. Yeah. Why do you think that? Why do I think that? Yeah. I have no reason for any of my thoughts. I just, I just feel it. <laughs> okay. It's not I like just you feel it. Yeah, I just feel it. I think that Dimitri Stanley is just going to get open. He's just going to be one of those guys who just gets open and makes catches. I think that's correct. I don't think that means he's going to ignore slot receivers. No, I'm saying that he will be the slot. I'm not saying he's going to ignore the tight ends because I know that would be blasphemous for you to hear. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that (laughs) Stanley will be the one who catches his eye more than anybody else. I think he'll be open quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know if – and he'll be close to the line of scrimmage, and I think they're definitely gonna, they're not going to take as many deep bombs this year. I don't think. I just don't see it happening. What happening? The deep bombs to your guy, Daniel. Deep Arias. bombs. Yeah, see, I'd love and to I, see it. I think that's going to hurt Arius in this offense. I think that that's going to hurt his chance to break out. Because I think that's where he shines. Deep balls. Uh, I also. I don't think that KD Nixon is really going to be the number one option in this offense either. I don't know if he can really, I don't know if he can really do that. Just because he, the last time he was a number one option, he kept like getting dinged up or hurt. And he can, he can have those great games, but I don't know if he can really take that many catches and that many hits over the middle. Mm -hmm. We had, Andrew, sorry, you were saying something? Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I think damn. I was going to jump to another player, but... Oh, please do, please do. Who else do you think is going to break out? You, you already mentioned him earlier. I'm going defense side of the ball with the true freshman, Gonzalez. Like, I'm excited to see him play, first of all, and then just see what kind of impact he has on this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on my list. I'm, I, yeah. I, I think he's going to be super good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who do I want to see the most of? Who do I, who, what am I most excited to look at? Um, two feel-good things. I really hope that Mustafa and Nate get rewarded for coming back and just completely ruin teams. Mustafa got kind of screwed last year. So I think if he came back and was healthy for seven games and just ruined people, um, 
that'd be really cool. I, I would love to watch that. Same with Landman. I think both of them, second year in this defense, they're a little bit more comfortable. I really hope that they can just run roughshod. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I think I'm really interested. Honestly, given all this news, I think, number one, I want to watch Frank Phillip at right tackle because he might be a long-term solution there. I'm going to be boring and say the offensive line. Um, the tackle spots are way less deep than the interior. So uh, if, if Frank Phillip can show up, he had, we know he has a frame for it, then we're looking good. And then the other thing is I think I want to see Jarek Broussard. I want to see what he can bring to the offense because we don't really have that jitterbug-style guy. Katie Nixon is, is quick. I don't know if he's that type of player. I don't know if he's that shifty in the open field, you know? He's not the Anthony Thomas. Exactly. I don't think Jarek Broussard will be either, but uh, anyways, that, I think those are my guys. I think that's who I want to see. Not Brady Russell, too? Well, I yes, I do want to see a lot more Brady Russell. And I wish that Fourier was uh, healthy. Matt Lynch is the backup right now, which will be interesting, but I wish we had a more of a pure receiver back there. I wanted to see what that would look like. Wait, Fourier. Oh, Caleb Fourier, sorry. Yes, Caleb Fourier, not Christian Fourier. When, when I heard the name, I visualized the French spelling Fourier instead of the, uh, I don't even know what, the Italian spelling Fourier? I don't know. Whatever. Okay, whatever. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Final question would be what, how does this season disappoint you? And how does this season succeed? Like what, what makes this season a, like a, a bad year for Carl Durrell? And what makes this year a good year for Carl Durrell? So, so my breakout picks were Dimitri Stanley and Mark Perry, but I guess that's beside the point and you can go on with your question. I thought you already said your breakout picks. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, well, go ahead. Hit me with them. So what, what constitutes a successful season versus a disappointing season? Yes. Hmm. See, I, so, I, don't, I, mean, I think it, it's like a free season to where nothing counts and, and everything is just about growth. So I'd like to see a team that's competitive. I'd like to see good culture. I'd like to see the teams not give up if they're losing like they did in the McIntyre era. Oh, and I just want to see the young players make plays. To hit on that point, I would kind of say you can look at the quarterback position for something like that. So let's say Sam Neuer <laughs> isn't good for whatever reason that we see and then not playing Lewis, giving him the chance to go through this might be one of those things. Maybe that could be a failure in the season, but we'll see. I'm hoping Sam here does good, mm -hmm. but I've been all along on that Brandon Lewis bandwagon, man. I'm telling you. Well, play. you know, if Sam Neuer shows out, he has technically another year of eligibility after this year, if he wants it. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, oh man, I hope we, how much Brandon Lewis do you think you, you guys think we see? And if we don't see any, is that a failure for none? Is that, I like don't know. I, I think we lack, we lack context. Like you're yeah, saying if, I mean, if Neuer just balls out, then it's fine. 
yeah, oh, absolutely. yeah. If, if he, if, yeah, if he is the best player that they have, that's fine. I would like to no, see Lewis. I'd rather see Lewis than Lytle if and when there's a chance for it. Mm-hmm. But if it does appear that Neuer is just bad, and then Tyler Lytle comes in and he's just bad, mm-hmm. I'd rather see Lewis come in and be bad than those two. Right. Because what, like Dorian Thompson-Robinson sucked as a freshman. And now everybody's hyped up yeah. him, yeah, even and, still as a... And kind of a sophomore, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like, it, young quarterbacks struggle, and I'd rather see a good young quarterback struggle and learn on the job than someone who's just not that good. I'd, I'd rather see a high ceiling type of player take the field, even if he's worse right. than it. How many and I noticed I don't think either of you really did any of you say a win projection on your successful season? <laughs> no, right? Uh, didn't I, really know. I think that's emblematic. I don't think I don't think any of us really see you fans are expecting wins. I mean, we're already bowl eligible. That's really, that's right. We need just to make our own bowl. Why don't we? Do I really that? just want to see. I just want to see Will Sherman just bowl over some people yeah that's little things little victories <laughs> let's go back to when nate solder and jimmy smith and rodney stewart were the only good things on that team those are, those are good things to have on your team though yeah and you still go one and eleven <laughs> see you football all right <laughs> arthur jaffe starting at corner oh god <laughs> things I didn't I have not thought about for literally a decade pretty much. <laughs> Woo, that's some, that's a name that's geez Louise. Okay. I don't like ending on that. <laughs> I don't like ending on that. I'm really most excited for that we're three weeks away from the basketball season. Yeah, it's gonna hey, be fun. There you go. They're gonna be fun. I am so excited to see Nick Clifford and Keyshawn Bartholomew. Oh god, so Bartholomew, excited. yes. Yeah, that's my ending thoughts. Okay, let's end on the final question. We don't have an official announcement. Will we see a Ralphie run by the end of the year? Yes or no? <laughs> yes. Yes? When, what, be. what week are you projecting that? Like, when do I, you think we would? I don't know. They haven't announced if they're ready, if the Ralphie's ready to run. I don't know if they paused that because of COVID. They might have just paused the training. I mean, also, yeah. the season got delayed, so it's all cold-weather games where she's less likely to run anyway. So if, it, if there's snow on the ground, she's not running. That's true. So, yeah, really, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm going to say yes. I think we do see Ralphie run. I'm going to be uh, – and that's what's going to constitute a successful season for me. You know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I don't think she will. Okay. So there's well. there's no fans to run for. They're gonna be called games, and there's only three games. It's still worth it. You gotta get the reps yeah, I mean, in, dude. You gotta get the gotta reps. Get the reps. In, yes. <laughs> I I don't think so, but we, we, I I would like to see her. Yeah. No, but yes. No, but yes. That's my UCLA cool. prediction. No, but yes. <laughs> well, all right. No, but yes. See you, Sam UCLA, Miller. Saturday, Sam November Miller, 7th. No, but yes. <laughs> all right. I'm all done. Right. All right. I'm done. Andrew, are you done? I'm done, yeah. 
All right. Goodbye. Buzz. 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 Buzz.